Oh, what's going on with everybody? It's your man Dre, aka Dre on Wheels, the host of the 1130 podcast. And hey, yo, man, I want to send a special shout out to Off the Top Roads podcast. If you guys ain't already heard it already, man, go tune in to wherever you get your podcasts at, man, and subscribe to Off the Top Roads podcast. Shout out to my man Shiz Lansky, man. He's been a guest on my wrestling podcast twice, and he's going to be a guest on the main show. Uh, man, so stay tuned to the 1130 podcast social medias, man, to tune in to that. And yo, go tune in, man, and cop some merch from Off the Top Ropes Podcast. Yiddy! What it do, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Blackheart, Head Honcho, Boss Don, Bigger Val, the whole nine, the whole shebang bang. When it comes to this thing of ours called Off the Top Row Podcast, man. If you don't know, now you know. In honor of Biggie Smalls, notorious B.I.G. So I had to, you know, take a little sack from that. But anyway, man, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for watching, man. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. If you don't know this, you should know. Um, you know, follow us on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is growing 140 subscribers. Let's get that number up to 200 before the season finale, which is in several weeks. But needless to say, follow us there. Follow us on Anchor. Follow us on Google. Follow us on Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify, Podbean, Audio. And once in a while, you catch us live on Spotify Green Room. But needless to say, this is a After Dark episode. Excuse me. I got to put my heart rate in there, into this. After Dark episode where we bring some special guests onto the show to, um, you know, to have a you know nice little friendly little chat. But needless to say, my special guest with me today is not just someone that I truly generally care about, but he's been, he's not just family. He's not just, you know, just a cousin to me. He's like a brother to me. But he's also a very smart, educated basketball fanatic. Um, he's one-fourth of the Section 5 podcast. Um, shout, oh, shout out to them. But give it up for my younger cousin, one-fourth of the Section 5 podcast. Trey is, is on the show with us today. What's good? What's good, Chiz? What's good, y'all? Um, yeah, man, this has been long overdue. This has been long overdue. Thank you for, you know, trying to come on here. And, you know, we got to get you on the after dark, man. You got to come support your family. You know what I'm saying? So I'm still waiting for that invitation, but we wait for one person to, you know, come come back into the format to rotation. And we'll see what that um, leads us and takes us and stuff like that. But needless to say, um... How you been, man? What's been going on, man? Like, what's new? Like, what's what's going on in your world over there? Just been chilling, hanging out. Um, there's a lot that's been going on with the Celtics this offseason. Um, training camp just started on Monday. Uh, they had a media media day. So we got to hear a lot from all the new faces. Um some old faces are back, and it's Cantor, Al Horford. Wait, time about we brought Cantor back again? Yeah, and it's Cantor's back. Oh, man. Just when you thought that he was gone for one season, he goes over to Portland. He's barely there for a fucking season, and then now he comes right back. And I was like, what's cool? <laughs> what's going on with that, man? But, all right. So, 
we'll just we might as well start with the uh, with the Celtics questions first. Oh, and if you don't see, you see you see my back on the two championships over there. Lucky right now, I can't I I can't put them on my shoulder because I'm out. I'm no longer OTTR champion. I lost to Cyber. I lost to Cyber Yeti. He's our OTTR champion, so I'm not allowed to throw all my belts on today. So that's why you got my joints right there in the back. So just in case the people that don't know, I was your longest reigning OTTR champion, but that's needed to say. That's needed to hear that. But let's start with some basketball questions, though. So, of course, you've been a Celtics fan all your life. So and so have I. We all know who the hell that we got this from. We got this from our older cousin. Um, can you just tell the fans who's been your favorite Celtics players of all time and, and why? And for me, it was Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. Um, you know, that big three of him, of KG, Paul, and Ray Allen. Yeah. That's pretty much what got me to be a diehard fan like I am. Like I started watching in the early 2000s, you know, the Met series, you know, that loss in the Eastern Conference Finals. So you said the big three is when you started really paying attention, really started watching. Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett was your guys growing up wise. Anybody else? I'm pretty sure when I'm pretty sure we can have we we, we must want to have this argument right now about JC Taylor and uh, and Jalen Brown. We already know what the hell we said. I'm a Jalen Brown guy, you a Jason nah, nah, Taylor nah. guy. No, 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 no. No. This isn't the first time you've said this. And no, good. No, this was no, this has been multiple times that we talked about this, but we didn't talk about it here, so we might as well just do it right now. You already know I picked the Jalen Brown. You picked the Tatum. No, I don't see where our boys is going. We see where our boys is going. They are the face of our Celtics team, as we predicted, and it be and it be and it became true, right? So I don't I don't choose sides when it comes to the Jays. Okay, fine, whatever. But last time I checked, you had a Jason Tatum screensaver on your phone. So I know definitely you are a number zero while I'm wearing a number seven. Yep, I also have a Jalen Brown jersey, Jason Tatum jersey. Just see the Team USA, Jason Tatum jersey. Yeah, see, man, I got to play catch up with you, man. I, I haven't bought any damn jerseys in, like, 10 years so there's a lot of shit i you know there's a lot of shit that i flaked on but i told myself i definitely gotta get a Jalen brown jersey first before i before i would get a tatum and god knows i was gonna get that horford jersey but before he left the first time to go to philly i was like i'm not gonna waste my motherfucking money on him but needless to say now that he's back maybe i'm gonna have to reconsider that option again <laughs> i also got a Jalen brown uh juice hoodie for those who don't know, he opened up a store in Boston. The address is, is 100 Seaport Avenue. Ooh. Yeah, so he's selling gear. He's got his own shop. It's called Juice. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So I'm guessing that was where, last time I seen you, that was the shit that he was wearing? Yeah. Ah, now it's like the girl's like, since when you start rocking the juice, sir, because the only juice that I know off the top of my head is that old movie, the old school movie back in the day, 1992 with Tupac in it. And Omar Epps. 
you I mean I mean I mean I don't know you re- I don't know you remember that movie, but that's a classic, yeah. you know, black cinema movie for anyone that knows about juice. Oh man, come on now. Needless to say, I don't need to talk about that. But um yeah, now let's shift forward. So you said it, you know, Paul uh, Paul George, Kevin and KG, I'm about to throw in the Jays, um, as Paul your favorite and, and yeah, Paul Pierce. Um but what other teams? What other teams are you looking out for this upcoming season? I'm pretty sure for some of you guys that do that knows what's going on in the NBA during the off season, there's been some there's been some rule changes that's been in play. Um, there's been some vaccination bandages that might I mean that might be enforced. There's definitely been some big trades that happened during the off season. Some big free agent signings. Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, they're all Lakers territory now. AD's healthy. LeBron seems like he's back in motion. You, you, you look at teams like Chicago that made some big moves during the offseason. You see, you see, you see a few teams that made some pretty interesting moves. What's been the moves that it, what's the move that caught you off guard the most? Move that caught me off guard the most. Because I was, because for me, to be honest with you, I, w- I really wasn't expecting Westbrook to go to the Lakers. I really wasn't. But then again, I was like looking at the dynamic of things. He wants a championship. And what other way are you going to do it? And a similar thing that's happening with Tampa Bay, similar thing that's happening with Tampa Bay, everyone wants to play with Brady because why? He's bringing them to the promised land. Why do you think people are flocking over to LA to play for LeBron? They want to win a championship. Yeah, so I seen. I feel like I've seen this coming a little bit with Russell Westbrook only because, you know, the Lakers put together a bunch of salaries. So I knew at some point they were going to trade Kyle Kuzma and KCP and all those guys for, for a max level player like Russell Westbrook. I would say, like, one that surprised me, I guess I could say DeMar DeRozan going to the Bulls. Uh, it was a sign and trade with the Spurs. The Spurs ended up sending, like, Thaddeus Young, Al Farouk Aminu. Um, so, yeah, it's in a draft pick. Mm-hmm. That, I didn't really expect DeMar DeRozan to go there. I thought that there was, you know, few locations he could have went to. I mean, he I mean, he chose home. He chose to go back home. Uh, I thought it was a, it's a good, good choice, solid choice. I mean, everybody knows what DeMar DeRozan can do. Uh, yeah, but then now they added, they added Lonzo Ball. And they add and they add the big man, your guy, uh, Vucic, from the Magic in a trade that was like they basically gave him away for nothing. And when I see now, I was like, Trey gotta be over here, like, mm-mm-mm. But he's paying attention to him now because he's on he went to another place where I think he can perform a lot better than what he did in Orlando, to me to be honest. But that whole different direction is about to surface. Um we see what the we see what the Knicks is doing. Ew. <laughs> they picked up Kemba. They resigned um they they decided Julius Randle, Derek Rose. They resigned a few people. And then they brought some new faces too, along with the draft. So they got a pretty pretty good dynamic with them. Um, yeah, we don't know what's gonna happen with a bunch of other people too, uh, and a bunch of other teams. Who has any teams that you think is not even gonna? It's not even gonna break 15 wins team that's not going to break 15 wins 
me see. Which means they're automatically going to be getting the me either the first or second draft pick in the following draft. Looking at what happened during the offseason and what and what can be at stake this upcoming season when it starts. Cause I think for me to really be honest with you, I was saying I don't know about Sacramento, the Kings, and I wasn't sure about Orlando because of what's been going on with them and all these crazy trades that they've been doing. Yeah, I, I would agree with Orlando. Um, you know, their backcourt, they got a bunch of guards. Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, who I think is out to begin the season. And then, you know, RJ Hampton. And then they drafted Jalen Suggs. So, you know, they got a bunch of guards there. It's going to be interesting to see if they can figure it out. But I could see them definitely being a top five team. I don't think, you know, I feel like every team should win more than 15 games. But then again, there could be certain teams that's going to want to intentionally lose just to get a higher draft pick. You know that. You're probably looking at that roster, my yellow. We're not even going to crack maybe 10, 15 wins, depending on who the hell do we face and what injuries that may happen. Like even a team like Cleveland should be should be able to win quite a few games. Colin oh, Sexton. Yep, yep. And I forgot about them too. Shit. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe Detroit. But then again, Detroit actually almost made the playoffs last season, so I can't knock them out either. The thing with Detroit is they, you know, they had Killian Hayes. He was injured, but he was their their um, draft pick last year, high draft pick, and now they just got Cade Cunningham, so he's looking to, you know, put up rookie of the year numbers, and they're probably looking to make the playoffs. We'll see if they can do it, but I don't expect them to be as worse as they were last year. Okay. Well, the next question is a Celtic-related question. Looking at the roster that we have right now, if if we don't make any other moves, more importantly, side note, I'm actually kind of surprised that we let Taco fall out of our hands, and he's over at Chicago now, too. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, man, you fucked that up. <laughs> you could have built something with that guy, and he could have been another Scalabrini for the team. We can use that you know, that that underworld star power to you know bank on it, make some money, grow some revenue, so you can try to get another player. Yeah, I mean it is. That's what I'm thinking because me, I was talking for a guy when he came in. I'm like, yo, that's our scout reading right now. If we keep him, and even if he plays like five, seven minutes, I don't give a shit. And he makes like some crazy ass stuff, the crowd will go nuts. That's when you know he's the fuck over. And yes, folks, I'm using a wrestling term today. He would get the fuck over with the crowd, and then I bet you the organization would have been like, you know what, man, we got to keep him. Like, he's going to be... Boom. So... Trey, my next question to you is, what do you think the Celtics need to do in order for them to get past the semifinals and go back to the Eastern Conference Finals or potentially the finals? I mean, they got to go out there and play team basketball. Um, I know Jalen Brown mentioned that he's been wanting to play at a faster pace for years now. So that's something that they're going to have the opportunity to go out there and do. Uh, Adding Al Horford. Uh, in addition to Robert Williams, 
And in addition to Ennis Cantor, it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty good. Dennis Schroeder, too. I think Ennis Cantor called all the bigs, um, he referred to them as Power Rangers. Oh, God. You know, so who's who? So who's who? I don't know, but basically it's like oh, they all man. do different things. You know, what I mean? no. and that's his point. Al Horford's a, a, a defense, you know, defensive presence. He can space the floor and shoot. Robert Williams is really good on defense as well. Um, he's working on spacing the floor, and then Cantor's like he's gonna he's gonna get the rebound. We all know he's gonna go to work in the post, slow post, and he's gonna grab boards. So all the bigs can do different things. We added Dennis Schroeder, like you said, Josh Richardson. Um, you know, we made a bunch of changes. So I just feel like it's going to be getting after it on defense. We know Jason Tatum can score. We know Jalen Brown can score. Those are going to be two of, you know, the best young guys in the league. So I'd and say then, the best yeah, young and duo. We, and, then, and then we have Schroeder. Um, starting off, and then we still got Smart coming off the bench. All right, as I dub our Dennis oh. Rodman, we need him. He's gonna start. Who Smart? Yeah, Smart. Smart is gonna start at point guard. Hmm. Jason and Jalen will start. Those are now. Side side question would be: Do you think that's a good idea or over Schroeder? Yes, yes. Um, I say a lot of times with Marcus, he he plays well. Um, I remember this. He plays well from with Al Horford, you know, picking rolls with Al Horford, getting him the ball in his in his spots, um, and he just pays attention to little details. So he works well um, with his teammates. I think I think Marcus at point guard is going to be good, and Marcus never really got to be, you know, the point guard here. For various reasons, it was always somebody being brought in. You so, need to put your face more into the camera because he's kind of like, yep, right there. But all right, uh, last questions. This is just going to be, you know, pretty standard. Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals. Who wins? Who goes to the finals? Who wins it all? I mean, let's see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with the Lakers. With the addition of Russell Westbrook. Um, I feel like they should get to the finals. You know, the Clippers have injury. The Suns, I mean, the Suns had a good run last last season. I just don't know if they'll get back there, especially with the healthy Lakers squad. I'm going with the Lakers from the West. And then out East, I mean, I, Milwaukee was pretty good last season, but I'd say the reason they got to the finals is because of injuries to Brooklyn. So I would say it should be Brooklyn versus LA. You know, that's, that's what the consensus probably is. Um, hopefully we don't see that matchup because I wouldn't, as a Celtics fan, I don't want the Lakers to win and have more championships than us. And then <laughs> as a Celtics fan, you know how I feel about the Nets and, you know, Kyrie and, I told you, uh, listen, I'm going to spare Kyrie this episode because I've already said this a bunch of times already. I'm not going to do it here. 
You know how the fuck I felt about him. So we don't even need to even dig into a deep ambiance. So, folks, I'm going to spare the misery of the torture of Kyrie Irving. I'll say that for another day. But, all right. But next, we're going to shift over to some wrestling questions. And, you know, we're going to dig, dig back into your childhood, man. So, as far as I'm really concerned, if I can really turn back the clock on this. And Jesus, man, this is going real nostalgia feel. Um, well, you know me. I've been a wrestling fan all my life. When did you start becoming that wrestling fan that was watching the product every 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 show that you had, that you had a chance to watch? Hmm. I would say in the late nineties, you know, like ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. Started watching. Started watching wrestling pretty early. Um, you know, SmackDown in the 2000s, like right around that era. So I would say probably 98, probably 98. If I had to put a year on it. So 98, add to error, missed of it, Stone Cold Abbey champion. But who is the guys, who is your guys and gals that you, that you were behind the most? Oh man! So if I just had to just name some names, you got Stone. I mean, Austin. I mean, I already know the tag team one, but the the solo or the other choices, you can just I'll say just that. Say, when I when I think of wrestling, a lot of names come to mind. You got Stone Cold, The Rock. You got Undertaker. You know, you got Shawn Michaels. You got Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. You got Big Show. You know, names like that. Um old school names i can i can go on for days with the old school names um so i would say you say who's my favorite mm-hmm. i mean there's more that you're not naming because i could have throw the hardy boys into this you were big Zag, fans Zag, down, especially especially, especially jeff hardy jeff hardy was your main guy yeah i used to swam tom bomb off the couch Yes, you was. <laughs> oh man, yo, that brings up so many memories. So yes, folks, when they say please don't try this stuff at home, we did this shit at home. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Oh, we really did this shit at home. I remember doing an apologize to you, and then you actually bumped your head on the uh, on the wooden frame of the um of your bed. And this is when you uh, this is when y'all was living on Beach Street at the time, because I remember that, and then. I got my ass put by your um by your mom about that. <laughs> so I remember that. Oh man, this too, there's too many, there's too many things. Especially when we had the um the wrestling matches on the front porch. Yeah, man. It's good times. Oh man. So yeah, folks, man. We was trying, we was we were little daredevils ourselves to doing flying doubles off the uh off the side porch into the grass patch and shit like that. <laughs> Oh man, the shocker cracked my head with a championship belt. I laid out in the middle of the damn street. <laughs> the whole attitude era, you know what I'm saying? That whole era, late '90s, early 2000s. Like that's what really got me into wrestling for sure. All right. Well, eventually, all things come to an end. So, eventually, for you, when did you stop? I would say, so like. 2015 because i stopped watching before i stopped buying the video games so i would i would buy the video games every year um same yep same Smackdown thing, versus yep. raw i had all the video games 
and I would just keep continue to buy it. You know what I'm saying? Because I like wrestling. And then when I stopped watching, I stopped buying the video games pretty much after a while. So, yeah, I'd probably say 2014, 2015. So around that time period was the new set of stars coming in. Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, just a few of them to name. Ryback, um, you know, but the Usos, which I would believe, like, if you pay attention to them, like, if you were to watch them, their tag team matches, you would become a fan. So you'll be a, you probably would be a New Day person, but then again, you wouldn't like the gimmick. I already know, I, I already know how you are when it comes to that. It's not many good tag teams that seem to still left right now, currently on the main roster, because Vince McMahon just butchered the whole um the whole tag team division. That there's basically no one left, but one but what one tag team that you might mess with, Street Profits. Definitely, I think I think you mess with Street Profits before anything else. If you would have watched the current product right now, I can see you doing that. But as far as other people is concerned. Wow, I have no idea. You, you, you could have been a. Uh, you probably could have been a Roman Reigns guy. Probably would have been a Bobby Lashley guy. Definitely not Drew McIntyre. Big E, you'll definitely, Big E, you'll definitely rock with him. You basically will. You basically will be rocking with the similar people that I would rock with because I think you had the similar common sense that I do. So I think you will understand that. I might have got my ears messed up to be honest because I remember they started putting two K on the logos for the games. Mm-hmm. That started from 2K14, I think. I never had one of the 2K games. Okay, so so when it came to the 2K... versus Raw and all that, had all yeah. the So once that, yeah, so once they stopped that and then they transitioned and then that partnership with 2K has started happening, that was when the, the technology, the gameplay started to become different. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but... Yeah. So, matter of fact, I think I told you about that last AEW pay-per-view. Did you ever watch that? I saw clips of it on YouTube. What do you think about it? What do you think about AEW's uh, current product right now from as much as you know? Well, even from the first time that I watched AEW, I just thought it, it gives, you know, anybody watching it some nostalgia from old wrestling, like just the vibes, um, the conversations that I had within the matches and, and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like it just gives more of an old school vibe. Um, and then to see like some familiar faces here or there, like I know they had Jericho on. They got Sting on. Right. Now, um, Jim Ross is still there commentating. But sooner or later, right, that, now that was the key. That was the key to first turn on AEW the first time, and then you hear that familiar voice, mm-hmm. Jim Ross. That that was the nostalgia because that's something him, that- yeah, him and Tony Schiavone as well. Especially for the people that love Tony Schiavone's um, announcing and you know a commentary back you know, back then in WCW, they remember those two those two voices. Like they got the both of them. Right. Like, wait, who are these guys? You know what I mean? Right. And it's like you might just thought turning on the TV, like, oh, you know, this sounds this sounds like some shit that I used to listen to. And then you realize, okay, because it's Jim Ross, you know, and you know they I I do think they did a good job. 
Um, and they do a better job than WWE when it comes to some of the, the storylines so far. See, folks, even for a person that Billy even paid pay attention to it, he understands. Oh, my God. At least, hey, listen, at least you said before anyone else even tried to do because, you know, there's a lot. There, you know, listen, I'm part of that community now. I, you know, officially now because if you, to be honest with you, if it wasn't for this guy right here pointing me to the Facebook groups uh, of the different wrestling groups and stuff like that, this thing, I I don't think would have even been out there as much as, as it is currently right now if it wasn't for that. So I got to thank you personally for that, pointing me in that right direction. Like, no, go to these Facebook groups here, boom, 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 because and that's when you're trying to find, like, the wrestling fans looking there before looking at any other try to platform, try to do it from scratch. So if it was for, if it was for that advice, I would never made it this far. Thank you. No doubt, no doubt. But, um, okay. So... Yo, so, so as a rap wrestling fan, real quick, all right, so uh, take a little. I'll just edit that part out. Mm. Well, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, um, yeah, I'm just slowly getting my setup back in order again. I guess, um, kind of sucks when you got to do everything all over the damn place, and I'm running. I was running behind schedule all day today, so I messed up pretty damn bad. Um, yeah, so say it's just one of those days. Oh, matter of fact, I could just pause it. We're just taking a brief intermission. We'll be right back. I'm... All right, so now we back from intermission. So. I was just gonna say, as a wrestling fan, what do you think WWE needs to needs to do to try to win the fans back? I mean, that's tough. I mean, I would say bring back old characters, but that's something that they're doing. You know, I've heard that's something that they're doing. That's something that people are are saying is the knock against them. Is that you know that's that they're grasping at straws. That that's something that they're trying to do to keep the, the fan base in tune. But I would say continue doing that because people do want to see that. The problem is, like, those guys are getting old. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the guys from back in my day, Undertaker, he's not walking through that door. He's, he's retired, done. man. He's done. So those guys are done, and it's now it's John Cena. You know, the new the new guy that came on board. Oh, no, it's not even John Cena either. He's gone too. He's back in Hollywood. That's the guy that, you know, can make an appearance every now and then, like the Undertaker would do, and make that appearance every now and then, and everybody's gonna be happy about it. So those guys, you know, that have been away for a while and you bring them back, fans are always gonna wanna see that. But one thing they can do is they can start by stop having like you know, so many gimmicky conversations in between matches and the start and ends of matches and stuff like that. Uh, I've tuned in randomly, you know, every now and then I'm just like, okay, it's, it's Monday and I'm flicking through the channel. I see Monday night raw. I'm like, let me just see what's going on for a second. So I'll do that. And then it's just like, they're in the middle of some back and forth There's a tag team match. 
some dudes wearing like pink or something and they're they're going back and forth talking and just talking talking and like this is this does not interest me you know so basically more more action I mean, more action, less talking. That would be one. Can't put you can't push the legends anymore because it's already done. But you got to build new stars for the future. Currently, they try to get the current fans, and more importantly, better storylines. Right. Yeah, well, seems like to me, seems like to me, you haven't really lost your touch. <laughs> <laughs> seems like to me, you you haven't really lost your touch. So I. Feeling like you be watching wrestling when I don't even think about it. I'm like, you know what? Nah, he's not watching this shit anymore. It's like, yeah, he's over here doing this. But now that I know, I'm like, okay, then. All right. So he's paying attention to the current prior to a certain extent, but he's not fully like how I am dissecting every goddamn thing like it's a damn science. Also, like, you got to keep in mind, too, um, they're on some of the same channels as basketball. So. When I'm watching basketball, I end up getting a preview for like an AEW or whatever. TNT. I'm going to end up tuning into a second of that or whatever. You know, so it's happening. It's a good marketing technique from them if that's how they meant for it to happen. It's like, all right, after the basketball game, you give a commercial. That's everybody's going to be watching. So I've definitely seen those types of commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, seems like the media that you keep it up with a certain kind of product. Now, you're a long way from New Japan, GCW. Oh, man. You can just be around me for one goddamn day, but mm, these are other companies that's out there, the other promotions like Impact, Impact, of course. Um, like I said, New Japan, All Japan, Stardom, Triple um, A, GCW. Um, and then there's still hundreds of oh wait, Ring of Honor too. Sorry, don't sorry, folks, don't crucify me for that one. And hundreds of thousands of independent promotions. Jesus, like there's so much shit out there now. It's like from last year to right now, where we at right now has been the best year in professional wrestling all around. And that's just me saying it because I'm like now everyone is trying to step up their game. Now everyone is trying to reach out to one another like it's the old days of the territories so now if that resurfaces again oh my god it's gonna be beautiful i can just imagine now i can just say uh i'm not going back to wwe i got all these other ones that i can play around with and so they <laughs> until they force my hand to step in i mean i to come back why come back that's the beauty of there being competition like if there's competition and there's there's always going to be an out so it's going to be another avenue for them to take. So that's mm-hmm. the best thing about it. Like, is them having com- competition just like they used to have with ECW and WCW. Like, they need that competition. Soon, the moment it all comes together, then it's just like you do what Vince McMahon says, and that's it. Oh, man. Well, um, this is it, man. This is it. This is it. This is it. This is it. This is done. I think this is a good moment to walk away when the game's good. You say some of that energy at another time. But before we do go, I just want to thank you, family, brother, my ace of space, 
best person I ever know that had my back since day fucking one. Thank you for coming on and tuning in and joining me for this After Dark episode. Um, this is where I dubbed the winner's circle. Where I mean, excuse me, not the winner's circle, your victory lap. Where you get to do your plugins, your shout outs, and you know, saying mark, you know, plug in where the fuck that you can and will. So the fans know where to find you, where to find the podcast, where to find the merch, anything that you got out there, let them have it. First, I want to say thanks for having me. Shout out to the OTTR podcast. I'm just going to plug in the Section 5 podcast. You mentioned it earlier. I'm one fourth of the Section 5 podcast. You can find us on all streaming platforms. Um, hopefully we're going to be taking it to YouTube soon. Yes. Uh, so yes. So you can find us on all streaming platforms right now We're at section five on Twitter. Um, the word section, the number five I V E. Uh, so that's at section five. And then you can find all of us individually like myself on there as well to follow us. Um, yeah, we just a Celtics podcast. We talk Celtics um, mostly, but we will dive into other NBA teams at times, mm-hmm. mostly Celtics. So, yeah, you know, give us a follow. Um, and again, I appreciate you for having me on. You already know the deal. You know the vibes. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Black Hardcore. You'll catch. Oh wait, just to make you know, I'm not gonna be on the. Tom- I'm not gonna be on this upcoming week's last week of wrestling. I will be out uh, taking a personal night out with my lady and probably going out to a birthday party. So, yeah, I will be around. So Cyber Yeti will be your your temporary host till I come back the following week. And even when the following week happens, we got the Irish Whip Podcast. Big J and Big Joe are coming on the show to see us. To see us here, they're gonna be sitting right here with us as we're going to do the last week of wrestling episode that um the following week. So they're gonna sit back and they're gonna see us at our natural environment. And oh my god, I'm afraid. I'm I, I'm afraid. I'm gonna scare away these guys, but I don't know. Who cares? But until then, ladies and gentlemen, y'all know what to find him. Y'all know what to find us. Until then. As I'm just decompressing everything, and thank you for all the support and love that you all giving us as we keep going on our journey to try to make it out there into the world. But until then, we bid y'all adieu. Have a good night. Peace out.